What's good out there, everybody? And welcome to another edition of the Mad Nucleus Podcast. And I think you already know who the host is. And thank you for listening. Make sure you click that like, subscribe, and favorite button. All right, let's get down to business. We are discussing the NFL opening week matchups. And there are some good ones and not so good ones. But let's get it started, shall we? First up, we have the Jaguars and Texans. And this is a divisional matchup, so anything can go. But I think I got the te- the Texans winning 23-19. to 19. And the reason why is because um, the Jaguars' GM situation and coach situation is highly questionable. I do think they probably have the most complete quarterback in the draft in Trevor Lawrence. And, you know... They don't have really much else, but their GM, Trent Baalke, who is a former 49er GM, has a tendency to draft ACL experiments and and dollar general discounts no matter where he's going to go. He loves shopping at the dollar store, whether it be dollar general, dollar tree, or family dollar. That's what he does. And he hired a inexperienced first-time coach at Urban Meyer who is a beast in college, but this is the pros. College don't always transition to the pros. So, you know, I have the Texans winning that, although their quarterback situation is in question now that Deshaun Watson will not be starting or playing with them. Deshaun Watson has been a top five quarterback since he came into the league. And, you know, here we are. Now they got to reevaluate that. And among other things, They need to get rid of their owner for just doing bad business and and their GM situation is not very good, but I have to have them winning this game anyway. Next up is the Chargers versus the WFTs, and I have the Chargers winning this 27 to 21. Reason being is Justin Herbert is a beast. The dude put up four stacks last year and what, almost 30 touchdowns? Did he put up 30 touchdowns? I'm not sure, but I know he put up 4K in yards. And, you know, this was when the Chargers were supposed to be next to nothing. And he was a beast. And he's going against um, a ferocious defense in the Redskins. You know, this is a classic matchup of offense versus defense. Their skins defense is for real. You know, they have that young stud Chase Young off the edges, and he is legit, you know. The dude can ball, but their problem is offense. They went and got Ryan Fitzmagic, a.k.a. Fitz Tragic, as their quarterback. And when has he ever lasted? And when does he play a full season well? Even with this defense riding, you know, I don't see it. But, however, he does have a couple of good weapons, but one of them isn't playing this week in Chris Samuel, but he has McLaren. But their running back situation is pretty spotty. You know, O-line is meh. I don't see it. I got the Chargers winning it. Uh, next up is the Seahawks and the Colts. I have the Seahawks winning this, you know, by a field goal. I have them winning 31 to 28. And the reason why is because uh, Russell Wilson has a lot of weapons at his disposal and, you know, he has DK Metcalf and, um, he has, um, Tyler Lockett. He has them tight ends, uh, don't have much of a running game. O-line is still suspect until further notice. 
and their defense is uh, aging and not very good, but I think it's enough for them to beat the Colts because the Colts have so many injuries on offense. And their defense is solid and will keep them in games. It'll be a close game throughout, but I think the Seahawks will edge it out. Next up is the Jets and the Panthers. The Panthers, uh, I think the Panthers win this um, by a couple of scores, 29 to 17. Um, the Panthers are on the come up. The Jets are on the come up too, but not like the Panthers are. They are dealing with a first-time coach the Jets are, and Robert Sala, um, former defensive coordinator of the Niners, and, you know, young stud at a quarterback, I believe, in Zach Wilson. But he doesn't have a ton to work with on that offense. And the defense is pretty solid and will, you know, keep them competitive, as Robert Sala will make sure so. But I think um, the Panthers have this. That's what I got. That's what I think. The Vikings and the Bengals are next. And I got the uh, Vikings winning this by a couple of scores as well, 34 to 24. The Vikings are a team in between. They're not good. They're not bad. But I think they're good enough to beat bad teams, but not good enough to beat the um, sorry teams. And the Bengals, you know, they still got too many problems. They're a work in progress. I do think they will be improved. But that O-line is the worst in football, and that's something they failed to address in the offseason and in uh, preseason. And they're dealing with a possible bust in uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, Joe Burrow is for real. Joe Burrow, like Justin Herbert, is for real, folks. Uh, the dude was slinging that rock, slinging that rock all the while under that bad O-line, and that's what got him injured, the, the ACL. So, you know... They're going to be in a lot of games this year, but uh, this one is one of them they won't win. I got the Vikings. Next up is the Cardinals and the Titans. Um, this is an interesting matchup, but I think the Titans edge this out 23 to 21. And the reason why is uh, uh, the Cardinals defense is still suspect, but as long as they have Kyler Murray running around, giving everybody fits and making plays, he's going to keep them in a lot of games. And this is a make or break year for um, the Cardinals as well to take that next step. Are they for real? Are they legit? They're going to be competitive, but are they, you know, a next level team? You know, because they've been kind of stuck on neutral. And Cliff Kingsbury's job might be on the line if they don't do anything. And on the flip side, you know, the Titans got Ryan Tannehill, who's a good quarterback and will always keep you in games. And they have that monster in the backfield you know who he is Derrick Henry you know the guy's gonna go off on that game because the Vikings I mean the Cardinals run defense was suspect last year as well so you know I got them edging it out next up is the 49ers at the Lions um a lot of people may predict a blowout on this one I don't see it quite that way because the Lions have always played the 49ers tough even though they lost most of them, but I think the 49ers will win in a chip away game, 27 to 17. And, um, you know, I'm very interested as a 49ers fan to see this um, two quarterback set between Garoppolo and Trey Lance. But this year is Garoppolo's year to show that he is a good quarterback, a very good quarterback, not an elite quarterback, but at least a good to very good quarterback that can keep you 
in games and not play scared in January because it's his job to lose with Trey Lance breathing down his neck, who's not quite ready yet. But I do think the more reps he gets, the more ready and prepared he will be. And on the flip side, with the Lions, the Lions um, have drafted well. Their draft was pretty good. Uh, they still got a lot of missing pieces, but they are work in progress like several other teams in the league. And they will be in all those games. And I like their coaches spunk, but I don't think they will win a whole lot, but they'll win more than what they say. So, you know, 49ers got this one. Uh, next up is the Steelers and the Bills. This might be probably the second or the third best game of the week. The Steelers... At the Bills. I got the Bills winning this 26 to 20. This reason being is the Bills are one of the most complete and well-balanced teams in the league. I mean, they have a great quarterback. They have a very good O-line. They have very good weapons on the outside. They have a good, solid running game. Their D-line is very good. Their linebackers are solid. Their secondary is eh, hit and miss, but it's enough to, you know, not to disguise a major flaw. You know, their problem is when they get in the playoffs, they seem to fall apart. And, you know, can Josh Allen take that next level? And for the Steelers, the Steelers are a team with an elite defense, much like the Steel Curtain. You remember the Steel Curtain days when they had Jack Lambert and Mean Joe Green and those guys. And they have a, um, but they don't have the elite running game like you're used to seeing with Jerome Bettis and, 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 Franco Harris and them, but they have great weapons on the outside. They have Big Ben. Um, you know, this is his year to show that he can still play, you know, because he's aging as well. And we'll have to see with that. But I got the Bills winning this. Next up is the Eagles and the Falcons. I have the Eagles winning this 17 to 13. I, I just feel this is going to be a low scoring affair. Uh, the Eagles have their problems, and they have a rookie head coach much like the Jaguars and Nick Sirianni, and we don't know what he's made of. I hope Jalen Hurd balls out, and I think he'll have a good enough game to game manage this thing to a win, but, you know, not much else. They have some talent on that team. Their defense is still pretty solid. Uh, that, that will keep them in games. And on the flip side with the Falcons, the Falcons are a team that you just don't really know about. They they still have Matty Ice, which is a good thing, but the O-line hasn't been as good. Uh, the weapons on the outside is getting older. The running game is still questionable. On the flip side, their defense uh, might be their best asset. Their defense might be the team that might be the side of the ball that keeps them in games as opposed to you know, the last seven to eight, nine years where the offense did all the work and the defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. Um, Eagles in that one. Uh, the Browns at the Chiefs. This is going to be the game of the week, folks. We're talking two teams that will probably be competing for uh, the AFC Championship. Uh, the Browns don't have a flaw on that team. You know, good quarterback, great O-line, great weapons on the outside, great running game, great O-line, solid uh, linebackers and a terrific secondary. Ain't a flaw on that team, maybe except for Baker Mayfield, but I think he takes a step up. However, he's facing the Kansas City Chiefs who have a quarterback called or by the name of Patrick Mahomes. 
former MVP. I don't need to really go through his resume. Um, at Arrowhead, they don't lose too many games at Arrowhead. Um, I got the Chiefs 33 to 30. But I will say the Chiefs' biggest flaw is their O-line. They lost two Pro Bowl top-tier O-line in the offseason. But is it enough to, you know, really exploit them? I don't think so. But I think the Browns might be the one team that can do it because they are loaded all over the board and they have a good coach. But the Chiefs also have a good coach in Andy Reid. So, you know, I got the Chiefs edging this out 33-30. to Next up is the Packers and the Saints. Um, I have the Packers winning this. You know, they're, they're, this the Saints are going to get smoked. They're going to get molly whopped to me. Um, the Saints got too many problems. Too many problems. Too much going on. Guys getting in trouble. And the quarterback situation is meh, bleak, gloomy, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and yeah, Sean Payton is a good coach, but he's never been in a situation where he has to uh, – where, you know, the quarterback situation changed drastically and now he has to micromanage and tell the guys to game manage and stuff. They got too many problems. They are tough at home, but I think the Packers win it because Aaron Rodgers has been quiet. He's seemingly happy enough. Uh, they He's gotten his one of his old weapons back in Randall Cobb and, you know, they too are a team that's going to be competing for the Super Bowl and probably will be in the NFC Championship again. So I got this... Packers winning this 38 to 20. Next up is the Broncos and Giants. Boy, couldn't it be a more boring game than that? But I think the Giants win this uh, 23 to 16. And you're talking about two teams that are just exactly the like, alike. You know, the quarterback situation is up for grabs in Denver. You know, they haven't had a good or a decent quarterback since Peyton Manning. You know, Vic Fangio keeps them competitive. You know, their defense is solid, not great, not good. Their offense is, meh, they put you to sleep. And on the flip side, the Giants have a very good defense with an inconsistent Danny Dimes who has to show that he can take it to the next level. Danny Dimes um, has shown flashes that make me go, yeah, this dude might be pretty good. Then it's like, I don't know about that, man. And, you know, their defense is going to keep them in a lot of games. So this is going to be a defensive effort with the Giants winning it. Uh, next up is the Dolphins and the Patriots. Now, a lot of the experts got the Patriots winning this because they're so in love with Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. But when has Bill Belichick ever been a quarterback whisperer or a wide receiver whisperer? Never. This is new territory for him. Now he has to actually groom a quarterback and actually you know, micromanage Mac Jones a bit because Mac Jones to me is a system quarterback. If you put him in the right system, he will flourish, but he's not a quarterback that can play in multiple systems like the elite ones can. Um, Miami has a great defense, as does the Patriots. Miami has uh, better weapons on the outside and probably mm, the running game go edge goes to the Patriots, but I think uh, Miami, you know, will win it. And Tua is like Danny Dimes and some of these other quarterbacks that need to show that he can take it to the next level. But I think Miami wins this um, 28 to 23. I'm going with that. 
Um, next is the Bears at the Rams. I have the Rams winning this 27 to 13. The Rams just got too much for the Bears, although the Bears defense is very good, but their O-line is terrible, much like the Bengals. And they got the Red Rifle back there who hasn't been very good since he left the Bengals. And it is only going to be a matter of time before Justin Fields, you know, gets on that field, probably in the next couple of weeks, next week, maybe. And the Rams, you know, they have Aaron Donald. They they still got those weapons on the outside. Their running game is questionable because they lost their feature back. And, you know, they lost another guy back there. So, you know, that's something the Bears can probably build off of and hope to beat them. But I think with Matt Stafford, who's used to not playing with a running game, says, no problem, coach. I can still do something. And with him having a defense, I'm more comfortable with Matt Stafford winning these type of games. All right, and then last one we have is the Ravens at uh, the Raiders. And I have the Ravens slightly winning this 31 to 27 because the Raiders' defense has not gotten better. I don't trust their defense. Their offense will score a lot of points. And Derek Carr will find a way to trick it up in big games like he always does. Lamar Jackson will probably have to have one of those games where he's having 250 yards passing and 125 yards rushing and multiple touchdowns to keep this team competitive because of the injuries they have. They have so many injuries, you know, to their wide receivers, to their um, running back. It's just going to be a tough year for them, much like it was with the Niners having three and four guys drop like flies every year. I mean, every game, excuse me, you know, but I have the Ravens edging this out. Uh, it should be a good Monday night affair. And, um, you know, that's week one, folks. You know, everybody, I hope everybody enjoys their Sunday. Do not take my uh, predictions at face value. You know, I'm not always right. I'm not always wrong. This is just predictions. And, you know, I'm no expert. I'm no analyst. But this is just my opinion. So, you know, everybody enjoy your Sunday. Is Football is back. You know, fall is in the air for some of us. And, you know, get your beer, your bratwurst, your popcorn. You know, sit back, relax. Take it to the max. Let the trash talk begin. And, you know, you know, it's football. Are you ready for it? So that concludes today's uh, podcast about, you know, the NFL. You know, hope to see y'all soon. You know, don't forget to press that like, subscribe, and favorite button. You know, and I'll see y'all again very soon. Peace. What's good again? I forgot to preview the Thursday night matchup that we just had. How y'all like that game? The Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. To be honest with you, I thought that was going to be a blowout game because I didn't feel the Cowboys had enough, and I was wrong. And it was good for Thursday night opening day. It was good for the opening day because you don't want to wait all this time to watch a blowout and go to sleep and, you know, it went down to the wire. At one point, the Cowboys had the lead, but they gave Tom Brady too much time. What was it, a minute 43 seconds? Man, too much time for a guy like Tom Brady. And Dak Prescott looked really good. You know, the concerns with him was the um, ankle and the shoulder injury. 
So, you know, but he looked good. He had 400 and some yards, three touchdowns and a pick, I believe. And Tom Terrific looked good. He had a pick and uh, a couple of picks, but he had four touchdowns. And, you know, he led the game-winning drive. And, you know, both teams look good on offense. But, you know, both of them have their concerns on defense, in particular the secondary. They both did well stopping the run. But both teams was not uh, running the ball, which is a concern because Zeke has been the bread and butter that makes that uh, offense go for the Cowboys. And Bruce Arians has never been known as a run first coach. You know, he's kind of like Andy Reid, but both of them need to address that issue because running the ball is important, especially in crucial parts of the game. Even Tom Brady would tell you that because he's never really had a top notch running game in his career, just like he's never had great receivers, but yet, you know, he's found ways to win. But at his tender age, he would appreciate a running game more. And Dak would, too, to keep him from running around and stuff like that. And with his O-line being questionable and one of the guys getting um, suspended, Lyle Collins, he's going to appreciate having Zeke back there to carry the load. But again, like Bruce Arians, that is not Mike McCarthy's bread and butter. So, you know, we'll see about that. You know, has he changed his ways? Because with the Packers, he's not been known to run the ball very well or be patient with it. So, you know, there we have it. Thursday night football, it was a great game. No blowouts. You know, even if you hated the Cowboys, they still lost. So that's still a win for all the people that can't stand the Cowboys. But you got a very good and entertaining game. And that concludes this segment of my show, and I'll see you next time. Peace.